0: welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video we got some great compliance stories today and our first ones from outer senshi once upon a time my boss told me to do something thinking it would help them look better but in the end it only got him fired a few months ago my boss told me next time you can't figure something out or need help with an issue please come to me first if i can't help you resolve the issue you have my permission to go above me and ask my boss Recently, I was having an issue with a project I have to do coming up. It's a two-person thing and has a four-hour time limit. The person I usually have help me is no longer available on the day this project is due. It's a reoccurring thing, once a month on a specific time of the month. I had three more options. Someone who, when is asked to help me, doesn't actually do anything, except yell at me to work faster. Someone who has the availability but has a conflict in their schedule created by our boss, or the boss themselves who gets easily confused sometimes, or flustered or distracted easily. I was telling my boss that I would prefer this one person, and that the lack of help was an issue for me that I needed their help to solve. After a little back and forth, and what my boss would call problem resolution, their solution was that I come in two hours early, start the project right away. I told them that I didn't like that solution and preferred one where we all win My boss stopped responding to me, so I reached out to his boss for help with the issue. A few days later, I heard that my boss's boss wasn't too happy with them, and called for a meeting where they fired my boss. I didn't learn this for a couple more days, though. At the time, all I learned was that my boss would be coming in with me to help me with my project. My boss was pretty pissed off at me for two days before I finally learned why, but they can't be mad at me for following what they told me to do if I needed help. Would you guys say that this one incident from this boss would be enough to get them fired? Or would you say that there must have been more that the boss was failing at that left them on such thin ice? Let me know if you guys think that this one situation was enough for that boss to get fired or not in the comments down below. Our next story is from Big Yang. I didn't pay my fine on time and got a discount for it. Not really malicious, but it's still funny how the police in my country can screw themselves out of money sometimes. Also, fines here don't have a set time for you to pay them, so the title's a bit of a clickbait. Okay, so I got pulled over by a cop yesterday. A routine check. Nothing fancy. Alcohol test was 0.00. All good. The cop goes back to his car, checks my documents, and comes back with a comically large document binder. No idea why it was so large, but it was funny at the time, so I'm including it. Sir, could you please step out of the car? I need you to sign this document after I hand you your fine. At this point, I'm pretty annoyed, because not only do I have to leave the comfort of my crap box, I'm going to have to pay money too. The guy hands me a fine, I glance over it, and something about it seems awfully familiar, but since I was in a rush, I just sign and he lets me go. Fast forward to an hour later, at home, me reading the fine again. So and so date the exact same place and the exact same time as the fine I got in January when registering my current crap box. A fine which should have already been registered as handed to me five months ago. Probably someone reading this says, okay, so you got handed the same fine twice, so what? Well, let me explain. Where I live, by law, in the span of two weeks after a fine is officially handed to you, you get a 30% discount on it. Since I didn't pay it the first time, I essentially lost my right for a pretty hefty discount. But since it was never registered in the system that it was handed to me, I essentially cheated the system and paid my fine just now, 30% cheaper, and 5 months later. So, I guess the moral of the story is, don't pay your fines on time. You may just save a buck. I sure hope that I don't have to actually go on record saying this for OP, but... If you do get a fine and you're not going to court to fight it, make sure you pay it on time. In the US, if you get some cheapo seatbelt ticket, your life could be ruined over that if you refuse to pay it. This next story is from Stereo on Cooking Bacon. I'm not a restaurant either. I just saw the post where OP's home number was one digit off from a Chinese restaurant and thought you might enjoy my story. Back in the day, we moved into a new town and on the first night discovered that the phone company gave us the phone number of a Chinese restaurant that had closed six months earlier. Literally dozens of times, each Friday and Saturday night, our phone rang from people who had the old menus, back when they were paper menus. I figured if I just told everyone they closed, it would only be a couple weeks before the calls stopped. Narrator, the calls continued for months. This is how the calls went. Me every time I answered the phone, Hi, China Blossom closed, wrong number. 8 out of 10 callers said, oh, sorry, bye. 10% of callers said, what? Why did they close? When did that happen? Do you know another good Chinese place? They really closed? Huh, they were real good. So when did they convert the restaurant to apartments or something? What's that like? Note, I was not living in an abandoned Chinese restaurant. I just had their old number. But the other 10%, oh, that other 10%. Hungry Jerk would say, ''No, they didn't close.'' I say, ''Yes, sorry, they closed.'' He says, ''No, I drove by today. You're open. Cut it out and take my order.'' I say, ''They closed.'' ''Bye.'' Hangs up. Angry Jerk calls back and I answer because, for reasons, I needed to answer my phone. And this was before you could screen calls. I said, ''Seriously, stop calling. They closed.'' He says, ''Just take my freaking order. I know you're open.'' I say, sure, what can I get you? He orders, and then I say, you want fried rice with that? Okay, 45 minutes. 45 minutes later, when the person's sitting in an empty parking lot outside a closed restaurant, the phone rings. What the freak? There's no lights on. The door's locked. Where's my food? I say, I told you they closed. Click. You gotta love when people make these weird fake narratives as if you're trying to intentionally lie to them. Instead of just taking your word for it at face value, they want to believe that you're somehow at the restaurant and you're intentionally making the decision to say, No, we don't want to take this guy's order. We're just going to lie that the place shut down. What kind of weird conspiracy theory type thinking is that? By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has great stories, like our next one from Lisa Volrath. I'm not Steven. I got my current phone number in 2010 and immediately learned that it previously belonged to someone named Steven. Steven's many friends and clients simply ignored the hi, this is Lisa part of my message and went ahead and left me messages, and so did his many, many debt collectors. So I made my message longer hi, this is Lisa. This is not Steven's phone. I do not know Steven, I'm just the poor sucker who got his old phone number, do not leave a message unless it's for Lisa. Didn't work. I tracked down Steven's mailing address, because his phone number was still listed as mine, and sent him a message saying he needed to change his number everywhere he had it still listed online. He wrote back apologizing, but his business remains listed on Google Maps with my phone number. Cue the malicious compliance. One of Stephen's many businesses was a cleaning service. People kept calling for appointments, and I kept telling them they had the wrong number. They would just keep calling back and insisting they wanted to book a cleaning. So, I started scheduling them for cleaning service appointments that didn't exist. Then I'd block that number, so I didn't get the inevitable string of calls asking where the cleaner was. Slowly, many, many bad reviews started popping up on Stephen's business page. I stopped getting calls for the cleaning service, and the number was corrected. 12 years later, I still get calls and texts for Steven. My favorite text was from a friend who wanted the name of a good steakhouse. I texted back that Steven changed his number over a decade ago, and that I'm a vegan, so I really couldn't help him with that. This is a really annoying situation to find yourself in, and it's also kind of questionable like was he really trying to run this business if he was so willing to just leave it online with the wrong phone number like clearly letting people go to the wrong place also i'm kind of curious this is more of a personal thing when you spell the name s-t-e-p-h-e-n do you normally assume to say it's steven or stefan in my eyes i always saw it as stefan and you know there's also stefan curry but it's also super common to say Stephen, so i don't know i'd like to know your guys's thoughts Our next story is from X Catastrophe X. Hearing aids does not equal earbuds. This happened a few years ago, around the time I was 17. I had just started working at a smallish cafe run by a well-known family in our area. I knew some people who had worked there before, and they told me that for the most part, the owners were great, very chill and laid back when it was slow, and normally weren't bad about breathing down the employees' necks. Their oldest daughter who also helped run everything was the one who was very peculiar, and we'll call her Karen. I'm officially diagnosed with a hearing deficiency, not enough to be considered deaf, but more than hard of hearing, so I wear hearing aids. My first day before we opened, my coworkers asked me if they could do anything else to help me out, and we eventually started talking about the hearing aids in general. While talking about everything, I mentioned they had Bluetooth capabilities, so I could play music through them. Not that I would, but I could. Karen had been in the room at the time and said, You can't wear those, no earbud policy, and tapped on the policy's paper on the wall. I protested, explaining they're hearing aids and not earbuds, and that I wouldn't be using them to listen to any music while I was working. Her reasoning was that I didn't need them because I wasn't considered fully deaf, and I was doing this to get around the no earbud policy, directly quoting when I said they could play music. I can't wear them? Okay, let's see how this goes. I placed them into the case in my bag and started my shift. I couldn't understand my trainer, couldn't hear the customers, couldn't hear when orders were called to be sent out. Things were going extremely slow, a couple of warmed pastries burnt since I wasn't able to hear the timers. Simple sentences had to be repeated multiple times with people basically yelling at me just for me to be able to piece a few words together. The cheery on the top was me ignoring one of the owners when she tried speaking to me. Karen came up to me and tried addressing me about it, until she finally realized what was going on after she had repeated herself five times. By the end of that shift, I was allowed to wear my hearing aids, no questions asked. I kind of wish OP brought this up to, like, the parents of Karen. Just kind of expose them and pull that curtain back to kind of reveal to them just how, like... I don't know, just kind of how their behavior can truly be when they're not looking. In reality, would it really do anything? Probably not. But like, hey, maybe you can start building kind of a record. If you see any more behavior like that from Karen, you can kind of mention it. And, you know, maybe after a while, the parents would be finally able to realize Karen can be a little bit of a jerk. Or, you know, they might just blindly be on their side regardless and protect them because they're their daughter and our final story of the days by bald goddess eye doctor i've been wearing glasses since i was nine years old nearsighted and my eyesight deteriorated pretty steadily until my late teens when i was 13 i went to see a new eye doctor who opened up shop in the same medical center as the dentist my mom worked for when i was asked by the eye doctor to read the eye chart without my glasses I told him that I couldn't see anything other than the top two lines. Everything else was grey blurs, which was true. He told me to just try the third line. So I took a deep breath and guessed every single letter. He turned on the lights and said I had done pretty good for a girl. Now I don't know how he was expecting me to react with that comment but I've always had a tendency to give people who have made me angry the bare minimum they ask for. If you don't specifically tell me to do something, you are not going to get the results you're wanting. And that is what happened next. For everyone who have ever had to have eye exams for corrective lenses, I'm sure you're familiar with the test where you're given the same image in front of each eye and you're supposed to tell the doctor when the two images merge. Well. He told me to let him know when the images merged, and then he started turning dials to make the images come closer together. I sat there seething, watching the images come closer together before they disappeared rather than merge. I never told them when they disappeared, I mean, he specifically said to tell them when the two images became one, and I'm just a teenage girl, so who am I to know that the images won't magically reappear and become one image, right? After several minutes of him clicking dials with no response from me, the doctor stopped and asked me if the images had come together yet. I very innocently asked him, what images? The images were gone. He got very exasperated and asked me what I meant that the images were gone. I told him that the images had disappeared before they became one image. I can still hear the sigh he made when I remember this event he reset everything and told me to tell him the minute the images disappeared. I complied and afterwards, when I was walking out of the eye doctor's office with my mom and a referral to a specialist, my mom asked me what happened because the eye doctor had made some comments to her about my attitude. I told her what happened and she was not happy. However, since he was a friend of her boss, she couldn't complain directly to him. So she decided to not take me back but instead congratulated me for how I handled the situation. That's really a shame that the mom couldn't complain. If this took place nowadays, you would definitely try to leave some kind of bad review, whether it's semi-anonymously or not, but... But I mean, overall, just a terrible behavior from this eye doctor. Pretty good for a girl? What is it even supposed to mean when you're just reading letters off a page? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today.